Now, if you work in the legal system, perhaps for the city or uh, like a lawyer or judge or something like that, you would hear the word conviction quite a bit. Um, and you would have your own definition of that. There's, there's essentially two definitions for conviction. And one of them is, is more of a declaration. Like it's pretty formal in the legal system. Uh, it's like, uh, like when a jury's together and they're going to make a verdict on uh, someone for like a criminal offense type of thing. Like that's, that's, uh, that's when it's, it's a very, it's, it's a declaration. You know, it's, you are uh, convicted with this felony or whatever, or um, here's his conviction. Here's the, the verdict. And it's, it's, you know, the decision made by the jury and a judge and everything else. Then the, the second one would be like a strong uh, belief, like um, a, a very strong opinion and a, a full follow through of uh, belief, like um, saying someone has strong conviction, like, uh, I, you know, uh, what's real passionate, you know, like politics, there you go, people are so passionate today about politics, it would be like, I have these strong political convictions, you know, I do things because of my belief in this era, whatever, so anyway, when I got saved, I gave my life to Jesus, and I started to come to church, there's a few words that I really never paid attention to, or also maybe even never heard, one of those words was fellowship, I never knew the word fellowship other than, of course, Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring. And I never tried to, you know, identify what that word meant. Uh, I just thought it was part of this really long, boring movie series. Now, for the record, I watched them all. I loved Lord of the Rings. It's true. But I could not go back and rewatch those ever because... I mean, let's just be honest. Those were very boring. Don't try it. Oh, but Frodo and the potato and, you know, the lava, the Schmeagol. And, you know, you, you try to, like, create, like, all the, the action in these. No, they were long, drawn out, boring. You're a nerd. Don't try to fight with me. Anyway, um, so, yeah. That's, uh, fellowship, I learned, is, is actually, like, um, it's like to partake. You know, it would be... Uh, the idea of like having family or people over and hanging out and not just hanging out but like fellowship is meant to be like like brethren you know like family bonding type of thing anyway i know i'm going everywhere it's because it blame lord of the rings okay it's their fault um conviction conviction was another one that again it was just another uh bigger word outside of my vocabulary that I did not use on the norm because I was never convicted of a felony and I didn't have to deal with all that stuff and I that you know I, that I didn't hear that and then of course on my regular day-to-day -day, I did not talk the way I talk today and I had a different speak and a different lingo and jargon and diction and so because of that um you know my friends weren't you know I'm just full of conviction of today's test and aren't we just so excited to, you know, I mean, we didn't speak with the word conviction, uh, in that manner. So when I got saved and I started to hear this, you know, I was convicted or I, I feel conviction, you know, um, it was new to me and it, it, it took, 
years, literally years to really understand what conviction truly is. Now, if it's as simple as just Googling the word conviction and seeing what the definition is and then trying to apply that to your life based off of your walk with God, if it were that simple, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have taken me years. The reason it took years is because I confused it with another feeling, another belief, which is condemnation. Condemnation, you'll hear a lot in the Bible um, because you hear about people being condemned. Also, again, another legality phrase, another phrase that's used in the jury system and whatnot. And that's because, think about it, think about it. It's, it's when it's used from a judge, it's because they are judging someone of a felony and they're trying to prove them guilty or innocent, right? So there's conviction, there's condemnation. And you don't really apply it when you're just paying attention to court cases. You're not really applying any of this to like an everyday life as if you were going to be convicted or condemned for your actions today. And what I'm getting at is if you're going to live clean, you got to pay attention to what condemns you. And to do so, you need to be able to identify conviction. What does that mean? Well... I'm glad you asked. See, the thing is, when I battled this as a youngin, back in the ages of like 16 to 19, those first three years were rocky. Um, And the reason is because I was born into a very uh, religious family. And by very religious, I don't mean that we practice all the religious traditions to the T. Absolutely not. This is San Antonio, Texas. Our culture here in the South Uh, You know, you hear Southern culture and that Southern hospitality and whatnot. Part of that also is that everybody just knows the Bible. Like everybody just is so accepting of biblical knowledge and and all this stuff. And so, you know, you can be out at a party or clubbing or something and, and people will still use biblical phrases like if it's funny, you know, and like it's just it's not taken as serious because it's very culturally accepting to just like you know, oh yeah, sure, got this, whatever. And uh, in the South, it's pretty bad because as as a Catholic, especially, you know, we really did see Sunday morning as like, oh yeah, we'll just go hang out, do our thing, and then, uh, you know, go party again, do what we're going to do as long as eventually we make it to some form of mass that would be the service and uh, the church service. And so, I mean, I remember doing uh, like midnight mass for Easter, literally, (laughs) literally because we wanted to fight the crowd. We didn't want to have to fight the crowd. So my family, we would go to midnight mass all tired and beat up. Nobody wanted to be there. We're all literally falling asleep and we're doing Lent. So we got like the Ash Wednesday thing. So this is a very religious, you know, culturally traditional Catholic thing to do and um, I, I did that and I'm, I remember being there and just hating it like oh my gosh this is the worst and it really was just because so many people practice this tradition this religious culture that they they knew we're gonna have swarms of people doing this so let's just have mass you know by the hour and uh, have people come and like crazy And uh, you would think like, oh, it's like revival. No, it wasn't revival, man. Nobody wanted to be there. It was very systematic and robotic and religious. You know, it wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. 
because the the authentic people would would go whenever they wouldn't care they'd be like shoot i'll just go you know i'm happy to praise the lord but uh anyway so back to the conviction stuff um because of that i would when i came into the christian church i i was like like a stone wall i was very confused i had no idea how to just go up this wall of religious culture that i had been taught my whole life and like you know how do i break away from it so that's when you realize what a walk with god is and being faith-based and living for god like those are all authentic characteristics they're not just like you know religious jargon that's spat out to be like oh yeah good luck with your walk with god like no it's like genuine it's very sincere that you know it, it is an uphill battle it is hard and in order to do it you need to have convictions you need to be sensitive to the convictions that you feel not just in your heart but truly in your your being your soul like i mean, we're talking deep here because you know you got to have some biblical reference. You, you do have to read your Bible. Why? Because the Bible says the heart is naturally wicked. Who can know it? Which is a way of saying nobody knows the heart. Even those who study the heart will, will truly won't understand just how wicked our heart really is. Like we just naturally are, you know, bad doers. We're just, it's just true. It's just, it's, it's, there's no other way to put it. It doesn't matter how kind hearted you are there's still bad areas of us we still just do bad things and sinful things anyway so you have to be sensitive to convictions so when condemnation hits it's different recently in a sermon probably one of the great greatest short quotes i can pull from a sermon um was uh, my pastor had said conviction will send you backward i'm sorry condemnation will send you backward conviction will send you forward and what that means is that when you condemn yourself when you allow yourself to live in condemnation what you're doing is you are you're beating yourself up with guilt and shame and this is what a lot of people view the church as they view the church like ah they just call us sinners they say we're all born in sin they say we're all bad people we're all just wrong i mean i just got done saying it moments ago so the the feel of that what the the personal offense that people give into is the idea like you just want to condemn me you just want to call me out all my bad stuff and make me feel like garbage that's not true now again the human heart is wicked but god's heart and and god's vision for us isn't just to condemn us and call us out it's not like he just wants to send people to hell and like you're all just horrible filthy people i'm tired of you and blah blah and like you know we have this weird vision of this you know what it is we put a human characteristic on god and make him very evil and like uncaring of the world and we try to bring in all this horrible stuff that happened and if if god really cared why does he allow all this horrible stuff to happen because we don't want to take responsibility for our own sin and just call it for what it is and say hey this is a consequence of our own actions instead we're like no no god brought me into this horrible wicked world and it's his fault 
no, man, no, it's, it's us. We're the problem. We surprise, you know, that's, it's, it's you and me. We are the issue. We are the problem that causes more problems and God truly is the solution. But here we are arguing about it and causing more problems because so many people quote unquote, try the lifestyle and they attempt to be Christian or they or they just look at it like that's just a load of garbage just like everything else or is here's another good one is people just look at it like that's just your opinion or even further that's just your truth don't even get me started on that phrase you have your truth I have my truth that's ridiculous there's truth and there's a lie it's like saying and I'm, I'm gonna go there okay I'm gonna hit hard this this morning evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this You know, there cannot be ugly without beautiful. You understand? There's not good without evil. Like you when you see one side, there's another. There's the other side creates the opposition will create what you're looking at. It's pretty hard to truly convey and wrap your head around that concept. But it's reality. And and that's just the truth. And guess what? When there's truth, there's lies, you know. So anyway, um, condemnation will make you live in guilt in shame and you want to be hidden from the world you you start to hate yourself you know you start and and people will confuse conviction with condemnation and this is why people can't stay in the church because they struggle with condemning themselves and assuming that everyone else around them quote unquote the church is condemning them because they hear the phrases you know you're gonna go to hell if you live this way if you live in sin and and to to hear that we're, we're sensitive people so we hear this and very sensitively our feelings get hurt and we take it so personal because it is personal it is it's very personal it's the most personal intimate Uh, topic you can really get into with somebody is about their personal lifestyle and their morals or the immorals, the immoralities, you know, that they live and, and, and judging them and calling them out. You know, nobody wants to be judged and called out, especially by other people who we know are people are people and people are ridiculous. I can put, but any, any word, you can put any four letter words you want right there, but people are are horrible you know and so because of that we live in this weird like yeah only god can judge me very true statement and he will if you don't fix things and judge things in your life right now don't let god judge you you know what only god can judge me too and i'm not gonna let him judge me instead i'm going to approach him at the throne when i die and say god i live for you was I a big screw up? Absolutely. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that sets me free. Thank God for my sensitivity to the convictions you put in my life and not the condemnations that I put in my life. Therefore, I'm not meeting him as my judge. I am instead going to meet him as my savior. Way different. Way different. And so people don't even want to take this battle up anymore. The condemnation, the guilt, the shame, it's become a joke. It's become an absolute, you know, people say hell is a party. It is not a party. You know, it's it's absolutely they say, oh, that's just a fear tactic. Yeah, you're right. It is a fear tactic. You should be afraid of hell. The scary thing is when you're no longer afraid of it. 
Don't let condemnation beat you up. I've been there. Condemnation is what will lead you into the horrible, dark thoughts that you never thought you would have. I'm talking about people who battle with suicide, people who battle with with this self-hatred and, you know, never being able to appreciate themselves. They have no self, they have no dignity, no self-respect. You know, they just treat themselves like just trash. And and then it doesn't help that there's a full-blown community out there that supports this lifestyle. You know, polygamy is a good example of that. Men who just want to marry many women for the sake of not caring about women. And then women who give into it for the sake of feeling like, yeah, we're just accessories anyway. We just get thrown away. This is just our lives now. And it's horrible. It's horrible that there's a lifestyle like that. And uh, it's being more and more accepted today. And, you know, it just goes on. Conviction sets you straight. Conviction will show you a fault and say, here is the solution. You don't have to stay there. The conviction allows you to get past the guilt, past the shame, past all the embarrassment of whatever it is you're involved in and say, I can get out of this. Conviction says, take these steps to get out of this rut. Condemnation says, look at how ridiculous you look staying there doing nothing to help you out. There's no way out. Condemnation will set you back. Conviction will set you forward. And to allow yourself to give in the condemnation and, you know, joke about yourself and like, oh, I'm just, you know, and, and you know, don't get me wrong. My own personality is just full. of I'm, I'm just being real. It's full of jokes. I mean, I I'm always laughing things off. That's like a nervous tick that I have, even when I'm on in front of people on a microphone. Like, I can't help it. Some some sort of joke will come out. Not because I'm just this funny guy, but because I'm like, I'm so nervous. I don't want to be on me right now. Do you feel me, guys? Do you feel me? And But I'm doing it in a different way, of course. You know, I'm like trying to smoothly smoothen it out for myself so it's not so harsh. And um, con- again, you know, like I don't want to It's like we're all we all have that. Like some people have like a dark humor and part of that dark humor is because they haven't been able to overcome things in their life. So they feel better just mocking it. It's like the idea of hell, calling it a party. You're just mocking a scary truth and reality that you don't want to confront. And we need to confront this. That's what conviction is there for. Conviction is meant for you to be able to face issues of your life and say, I'm no longer going to be like this. I have the solution. Conviction tells me so. And pushing aside condemnation because condemnation is not meant to be granted to you by yourself or by anybody else. That's the, where the phrase, only God can judge me. It's true. And guess what? He will. He will. If you stay in your sin. And, you know, we hear this and it's so... I, I, I'm, I've been there. I've lived a life where when, as soon as this starts to come up, I'm already done. I'm like, oh, here we flip and go. Like... I don't want to hear this nonsense. I don't need for someone to try to correct me. I'm going to live the way I'm going to live. And I, I that was my lifestyle beforehand. Like, who are you to get in my face and tell me how to live my life? Especially a preacher or a pastor or anybody that, 
you know, feels that they're, they're called by God to speak to people. Like, forget you, buddy. I don't need you in my life. I've been there. I know what that is. And then when people try to talk to me about it, like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Another nut, you know, and, um, and the, the sad truth is there's a lot of religious nuts out there. There is a lot of religious wackos and weirdos and, you know, they just twist scripture and don't, don't fully wrap their head around what, what scripture really is. And then they try to act like they know everything about the Bible. Listen, I don't know everything about the Bible. And I know that uh, the people I listen to don't know everything about the Bible. We're all learning. Part of being saved is staying saved and learning to maintain your salvation. That means you're going to constantly read and study for the rest of your life. And that is something we should embrace and not push away. But, you know, sin is sin and we all want to live, you know, quote unquote free. I'm working on a song. This is exclusive. If you happen to be listening to this, you're the first person I've told this to other than my band that I'm working on a song from a guy named Gary S. Paxton. He's from like the 70s and he wrote a country song. And I'm going to be I'm gonna be blunt with you. The song is slow and dull and boring and it's country. And we're talking old country, like 70s, 80s country, you know, it's bad. It's like, oh my gosh, my ears. But the lyrics, man, oh my gosh. And he has, a, he has a sense of humor. And he's joking about people that pick on him and make fun of him. And they try to say that he's in bondage because, you know, he's he can't live the way he wants, quote unquote. You know, he can't just go out and party without feeling guilt and shame and feeling bad. And they're picking on him. And they're saying that he's like, he's banned, like he's, um, how do you say it? Like, uh, he's bound, he's bound by religion. And and because of that, he's not able to just set free and just be quote unquote free when he flips it on them and says, no, you're the one who's bound. You're the one living in bondage and you call this freedom, but it's really a prison and the consequence for this quote unquote freedom. You think you're living in this prison is actually hell. And it's pretty hardcore, and I love it. And I'm like, oh, yes, we need to redo this. So I'm I'm in the middle of redoing that. We're going to do a cover song for it. It's kind of a punk feel to it. And Anyway, I can't give away too much. So conviction versus condemnation. How do you live your life? Are you condemning yourself every second? Are you constantly, like, you know, blaming yourself all the time? Are you one of those people that always says sorry? Are you one of those people that, like, you know, you're just always in guilt, and you're always wrong, and you're you know, or are you just carefree and be like, I don't even give a flip. I just do what I want when I want. I don't care. I don't care about any of this. Or do you actually pay attention? Do you actually pay attention to what's going on around you and allow yourself to be sensitive to convictions around you? Conviction. Again, there's a difference. There's a difference. Can you even identify a conviction versus a condemnation in your life? Are you even trying? And I had to ask myself all those questions, even say coming to church, learning the Bible and talking to people and, you know, seeking people for guidance. I lived in condemnation for years as a Christian because I didn't it was hard for me to identify the difference because I wasn't trying to. I didn't even know how to try to. I just assumed everything that came into my mind was like, oh, this is either God or the devil. And there's a truth to that. But there wasn't any free will on my side. It was just very like this. I'm going to go to hell, you know, and like 
I, I, it was very hard for me. And that because of that, I was hardcore, not just with myself, but with everybody around me. And that's where some of these religious nuts come from. These religious wackos come from because they're just so intensely hardcore that they're doing it in a way that has no conviction. No, it's not a passion. It's more of a like, you know, I'm, I'm out there to call all the wrongdoers. And it's like, well, when you get the wrongdoer, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you just going to call them out and make them feel like garbage? Because that's not the Bible. The Bible says to bring them hope and a solution, salvation, and to, and to present them a fix for their life. Not just like, a, you know, you, you're a horrible person, die and go to hell. Like, that's horrible. That is not what the Bible tells us to do. Anyway, big old rant for conviction versus condemnation. But the reason I'm so passionate about it is because I've, I've been there. I've been stuck in that rut. I know what it is to be stuck there and unsure of myself and praying and wondering why is this not working it wasn't my prayer life wasn't working it's not that god wasn't working it's just that i didn't know how to identify and guess what it was through continuous prayer continuous bible reading and listening to sermons and hearing people out all of a sudden the revelation of what conviction and condemnation really are started to differentiate in my life and that's what set me free it was living for God. It was genuinely, sincerely trying to live for God that started to get me on the right track. Not just like going to church and hoping that I'm going to hear the right thing one time. You know, just randomly opening the Bible and pointing and like, oh, there's the solution to my problem. Like, no, no, I had to study. I had to really get in there because some of what we deal with is hard work to get rid of. It's like weeds that are the size of trees and mountains that you need to pull up and it takes hard work and a lot of people don't want to fight they don't want to do the hard work and i guess you know free will is free will that's their choice but it's really hard to watch people struggle when you care about them and that's that's where it comes from if you're wondering why do these christians always got to speak up and blah well that's why we don't want to see you struggle we don't want to see people constantly in pain. It, it hurts us too. You know, like it hurts all of us. So it would be, it, it wouldn't it be nice if we just, I could just slap you on the wrist. Hey, stop that. Don't do that anymore. Silly guy. Yeah, right. That's not how it works, you know. And ah, now we live in the life we live in today. So hopefully some of this was revolutionary for you when it comes to your mentalities in life. Otherwise, you know. I'm just over here blabbering, but I'm praying for you. Don't know who you are, but I'm praying for you.